At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. It is time to elevate your live betting game. Introducing PointsBet's new exclusive feature, Live Same Game Parlay for the NBA. NBA Live Same Game Parlay can only be found on PointsBet instantly. Build the perfect Live Same Game Parlay throughout the game. Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live and live your best life. How about that? Download the points bet app today. Use the bonus code VSIN2K 2 to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. If you have a gambling problem, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In New York, terms and conditions apply. Void where prohibited. Must be 21 or older. Call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services. Dave Ross alongside Matt Humans. It is Follow the Money right here on VSIN. A very light slate uh, we saw last night in college basketball with some of the big boys. We do have uh, some bigger games coming up this weekend that we wanted to kind of uh, look ahead at on Saturday's game. Now, when you look at number 12, Illinois, against Michigan State, Sparty, good luck trying to figure them out as of late. Illinois is coming off a butt-kicking at the rack at the hands of Rutgers. So how do you kind of match up when you look at some of these top 25 matchups that we have? Let's start at the top there. <laughs> Two top 20 teams, but both limping into this showdown here in East Lansing. Yeah, you can see on the screen there the uh, the highlights for Saturday and Sunday in College Hoops, some of the top games. Illinois-Michigan State, an important game in the Big Ten. The Illini trying to stay in that Big Ten title hunt. Michigan State trying to get back on track. When these teams play January 25th in Champaign, uh, Spartans opened four-and-a-half-point dogs, closed plus two, and that's because there was no Kofi Coburn and no Curbelo. Uh, no Andre Cabello for the uh, fighting line. That's mm-hmm. two significant absences. Michigan State was down big at the half, battled back, ended up losing the game 56-55. to 55. Uh, When when I talk about these games, I'm going to use the Ken Pomeroy projection. If you go to uh, KenPom.com and you look at the uh, fan match, a lot of times the opening lines you see for these games are based on Ken Pomeroy's projection. You're right. And here he projects Michigan State minus one. Oh, uh, so he's got the Spartans a slight home favorites against Illinois. The first, like I said, the first meeting between these teams decided by one point. Uh, I don't really have a lean in this game, but I think you're going to get a highly motivated Illini team off that butt kicking at Rutgers, and uh, you're going to have Kofi and Curbelo, which the Illini did not have the first time around. This is not one of Tom Izzo's better Michigan State teams. No fight. This is going to be a tight. 
ugly type of game, probably down to the wire. Uh, by the way, next buck, we're going to have Tim Doyle join us talking all things college basketball, maybe some of his picks that he might like as certain maybe uh-huh. Cinderella's and certainly try to navigate our way through the uh, rest of this college basketball season. Tim Doyle knows the Big Ten, too. Yes, he does. Yes. Best hair in the Big Ten at Northwestern back in the day. Iowa's going to play number 18 Ohio State on Saturday, 2.30 p.m. Eastern time here. What do you make of the Buckeyes here with Iowa now coming off that loss last night against Michigan? Well, I don't make a lot of the Hawkeyes. And uh, the same thing you and I talked about yesterday, Fran McCaffrey, all offense, no defense. If you look at the Ken Palm numbers right now, Iowa number five in offensive efficiency, number 123 in Ugh. defense. That's ugly. And last night the Hawkeyes couldn't really get a stop when they had to have one. And uh, I'm a little bit still irritated myself for not using uh, Michigan as mm. a uh, as a play on this show yesterday because – the Wolverines were the sharp side in that game last night. Ohio State's 11-0 at home, 9-4, uh, and still in the hunt for the Big Ten regular season title race. And uh, the Ken Palm projection here is Ohio State minus four. I got to lean to the home favorite here. I was just Iowa does not defend well enough, uh, Dave, to get me to uh, play the Hawkeyes in many spots on the road. No, they really don't. They fought back last night, had a chance to tie that game against Michigan. But if you had Michigan in pocket getting five, five and a half, you never really sweated that one out as they get the – Outright win. How about last night for for the Wolverines? Uh, for a kid, a new player for Michigan has really stepped up. Musa Diabate, his previous career high was 15. Last night he had 28. Hunter Dickinson, 14 points, 9 rebounds, 7 assists. And kind of the tail on what you said yesterday, Michigan's starting to, I think, I uh, come around a little bit. And uh, the, arrow, the arrow's pointing up, I think, for the Wolverines as we get towards March. Because we talked how many for two months – Maybe the most disappointing team in college basketball. No doubt. And I don't, that's not going to be the case now. I think Juwan Howard's answering a lot of questions about whether or not he can turn a team around in season and get them ready for March Madness. So let's see if they continue that march towards the dance. How about number 11, Texas Tech? I Boy, I watched a little bit of them uh, the other night. They're going to take on Texas. We know what a big rivalry game this is now with uh, Chris Beard leaving Lubbock to go to Texas now. Round two for this matchup here. Boy, I don't know what Chris Beard left. At Texas Tech, uh-huh. but they got a squad here. They're going to go on the road. It's going to be hostile. What do you make of this matchup? Well, the first time around, it was the uh, the Chris Beard Revenge Bowl, right? Uh, the, the, the students lined up outside the arena in Lubbock. They camped out. Traitor! Uh, it seemed like uh, for a day or two before the game. That was Texas Tech Super Bowl, at least uh, getting revenge against Chris Beard. And that one, and they did, 77-64. Texas was catching four and a half points mm-hmm. in that game. That was February 1st. Since that loss, the Longhorns are 3-1. and one. They beat Iowa State, Kansas, and Oklahoma. And uh, this Texas team's still been a little bit disappointing, in my estimation. I, I, I could even say maybe a lot disappointing, because I thought this was going to be one of the top seven or eight teams in college hoops, and that's not the case right now. Texas is like a fringe top 20 team. Ken Palm projection is Texas minus, minus one. I'm going to go with the Longhorns here. I, I think uh, I think Beard's going to get uh, payback for the beating that Texas took in the Lubbock. And uh, I like Texas. If you make this number one, Texas minus one, one and a half, according to the Ken Palm numbers, I'll lay that real small number with Texas. All right, so I'm going to go with Hook'em at home. Alabama? Boy, they, they've kind of been uh, an enigma to try to figure out as well. I know you like this Kentucky team. So it's number 25, Alabama, at number four, Kentucky on Saturday. Kentucky got their tails just whipped against Tennessee. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And now they come home to take on Alabama, which, again, I just kind of feel like they're an up and down team. They have talent. Well, you're right about that. But they're not always, it doesn't always manifest you're itself. You're right about that. Uh, the Crimson Tide has been an up and down team, no question about it. Ken Palm projection here is Kentucky minus 10. That sounds about right to me. Actually, the Wildcats 16 and 0 in Lexington. Uh, I watched the game uh, when Kentucky beat Alabama on February 5th. Mm-hmm. That was 66 to 55. Here was a stunning aspect of that game. The Tide shot three for 30 from three point wow. range in that game, and uh, I, you know it was good Kentucky defense, but it was also what I've seen from this Alabama team is poor shot selection, kind of helter skelter play on the offensive end of the floor. And Alabama is one of those teams that. <laughs> You could say the tide's up or the tide's down. Ran Gonzaga off and off the floor in a mm-hmm. neutral. Uh, has some big wins, but also has some really bad losses. I think Kentucky minus 9, 10 probably looks about right in that game. And you're also going to get Kentucky, I think, uh, <laughs> a little bit uh, ticked off after the embarrassing uh, loss in uh, Knoxville. Yeah, I'm <laughs> with you on that. It feels like Coach Cal is going to have a lot of fodder to get his team fired up for that one after what happened against the Vols. Let's go to the number two team in the country, Bruce Pearl and Auburn. And this this would be the greatest actor cocktail party. No, that wouldn't be. What would that be? In, that's, that's Florida, Georgia. Georgia. Georgia, right. Auburn, Florida. Going to go to Florida here for this one. Any danger for oh, Auburn of course. on the road? Anytime you hit the road, there's danger. Auburn almost lost to Missouri, almost lost to Georgia. Mm-hmm. Those are two of the worst teams in the SEC. So, yeah, that's you hit the road, there's always danger. Have you seen how many bad drivers are on the road these days, Dave? That's what they tell me. They tell me that's the new existential crisis now. Auburn uh, projection here is minus six by Ken Palm. I think that's uh, in the neighborhood where I make it as well. Auburn's been a pretty good team against the number, 18-7 and seven ATS. Uh, I don't typically play road favorites like this, but this uh, Gators team's tough to back to. That game's going to be a pass for me. Okay, Tennessee, again, <laughs> off that big win against Kentucky. Now they got to go on the road and take on Arkansas, number 23 in the country here. You like the Hogs or do you like the Vols on the road? Well, I like the Hogs. And, uh, we, you know, we saw Auburn get upset in Fayetteville. Arkansas has got a great home court advantage, 15-2 and two at home. And you're catching Tennessee at the right time because Vols just beat Kentucky. It could be a little bit flat hitting the road after the big win over Kentucky. And that was a big revenge game for Tennessee, by the way, because the Vols were beat – 107 to 79 at Kentucky. Mm-hmm. So they had that circled, and they probably uh, are due for a little bit of a letdown on the road here. Tennessee's won five in a row, including that Kentucky win. And uh, I think that win streak probably stops here. I actually like Arkansas. The Kim, Kim Prom projection is Tennessee minus one. Uh, I would love to see Arkansas as a home dog in this spot. I think it's probably going to be Pickham or Arkansas minus one. You know, I go back to rolling with Nolan, Nolan Richardson. Shout out to Nolan. I thought he had the best slogan ever and caught 40 minutes of hell. That's Uh what you thought of when you played Arkansas back in the day. It's a great slogan and actually worked. Duke, we don't know about Coach K. I hope he's okay. I hope he's back on the sidelines. This is his swan song. You're going to take on Leonard Hamilton in Florida State. This one in Durham. What do you make of Duke? They had near escape against Wake Forest. Almost gave up that 19-point second-half lead. What do you make of the Dukies in this spot? Of course, this is a uh, conference revenge spot. Uh, for the Duke Blue Devils. They lost 79-78 in Tallahassee. Uh, that was on January 18th. Duke was a five-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. You know, I, I ran uh, some of my numbers on this last night, and I made Duke an 11-point favorite here in the rematch. And I thought, you know, I, I might even be inclined to lay this here with Coach K coming back, revenge hmm. uh, angle for Duke. Duke's, a, Duke's definitely a far more talented team, a five-and-a-half-point favorite in the first game that lost. 
Dukes, by the way, three losses in the SEC by two, one, and one point. So it's not like uh, Duke's been blown out in any game this season. Ken Palm actually makes this Duke minus 15. Uh, so I don't think we're going to be able to catch a bargain number here, like 10, 10 and a half, 11 with Duke. So I'm probably going to have to pass. But Duke is going to win this game, yes. Very quickly, 30 seconds. Sunday's game, Michigan. We talked a lot about Michigan. Uh, going to Wisconsin, take on Bucky Badger. What do you make of this early look here? Because I'm really liking this this Wolverines team. Well, it's it's a tough back-to-back spot. You go yeah. on the road from Iowa City to Madison. Uh, Ken Palm projections, Whiskey minus three, and that's right on my number two. So I'm not sure you're going to find a bargain with the point spread. This is going to be a big game for Wisconsin because uh, the Badgers right there with Purdue and Illinois, and I guess you could say Ohio State to hunt for the Big Ten title. Tim Doyle, best hair in the Big Ten, joins us next right here in Visa in the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. The Sports Betting Network. First bet, we want you to get in on all the horse racing action. Sign up today with the promo code Vegas1000. Receive $10 instantly and up to a $1,000 bonus. Visit VEASAN.com slash horses for all the details. Use the bonus code Vegas1000. Dave Ross alongside Matt Humans, follow the money right here on VEASAN. And on my next guest... Tim Doyle, Timmy and I used to go to the track together. Never won a bet whenever we were at the track. <laughs> Not one bet, Tim Doyle, did we ever cash together, although we got really close, Timmy. I see you got the hammer out early in Chicago. Yeah, of course. I got the hammer out. I mean, who, who else do you know has a gold hammer, Matt <laughs> and Dave? And uh, Matt, we were at the track once, and we had a double going. I usually only bet doubles because I like to watch the money. I like to follow the money, ironically. Yeah. And first leg's in. Second leg, we have a horse like eight to five. So they break from the gate, and our horse is dead last. Dead I last. turn to Ross, and I go, if I see 22 first quarter, he's a winner. First quarter up 22 and two. I just turn around. I go, this horse can't lose, right? <laughs> I start running around up and down the apron of Arlington Park, right? I mean, horse is dead last. Sure enough, 45 to the half, 109 three quarters. Here he comes making this big move, sweeps by the field. And then this horse comes up the rail. I'm like, oh, no, what about this horse on the rail? Head to head to the wire. Bing, 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 pong. They hit the wire together. We lose by a nose. I turn to Dave and I go, 
Well, that's horse racing. That's exactly <laughs> what you said. We won zero dollars that day, but we had a lot of fun. Tim Lost Doyle. on the head, Bob. Huh? Like, uh... <laughs> uh, Timmy, I do want to get. We're going to talk uh, obviously NBA and college basketball while we have you on. It, it, is it very interesting? Obviously, we're late February. You know me. I start to really turn to college basketball now uh, as we get closer to March Madness. I, I look at this Gonzaga team out west, and I know right now they're the shortest odds in the boards, maybe to cut down the nets. Are every year it's the same question, right? Strength of schedule is it good enough? We're going to run the gamut in the Big Ten. All these teams battle tested. Gonzaga kind of just floats out west. Timmy, is Mark Few's crew good enough to finally cut it down? Not just get there this year? Yeah, absolutely. But where's the value? You know, I know that's something that Matt is going to look at. It's just like when you bet the Lakers or the Cowboys or the Yankees, like. You're paying a premium to go out there and bet Gonzaga because there's a trust factor there, right? It makes you feel all warm and fuzzy, like, ah, Gonzaga is going to win 30 games. They're going to get a number one seed. You recognize some of the names, which is hard to do in college basketball, whether it's Drew Timmy or Chet Holmgren. Like, they have guys that have been there before. Nemhart's really emerged as a bench player. Now he's one of the primary scorers there. But where is the value when I look at Gonzaga at 4-1? to When I look at this board... I believe the best team in college basketball is Purdue. Ooh. Now they've had some losses this year, but man, it's, the losses have been all like last possession losses. And that's okay. That's going to happen. You want to lose some games. If you're Matt painter, uh, it, it gives your team like reason in practice. You could point to, he's got multiple NBA players led by Jaden Ivy. Edie at seven foot three is an absolute monster down low. Travion Williams would be the best big man in some conferences. He comes off the bench for Purdue. So I believe they have the most well-rounded team in college basketball. And frankly, I love Purdue's old coach. I know you do. Gene Katie. Yeah, he came to my wedding, Matt and Dave. And he gave me <laughs> and he gave me a cash gift. Which don't go out there giving salad bowls. Don't go out there giving like mugs. No one everybody wants straight cash, homie. And I did find this out about his comb over. It was actually extensions no. that he clipped. Yeah, he clipped the extensions onto the side of the hair and then just whipped it over. And when we used to do shows together, afterwards we'd go out and drink Maker's Mark together and then he would go home. Problem was, Matt and Dave, I was just getting started, boys. <laughs> Gene Katie's a great guy. I know him very well. Uh, Purdue, I think one problem too, and Ken Palm if you look at the efficiency numbers, Purdue's 98 in defense. I'm not sure you got a true point guard who can run the show. I kind of feel like Jaden Ivey's got to orchestrate the offense. And just the, the guards are not very good defensively, Tim, and that's one thing that concerns me. I've got a Purdue ticket at 30-1, to 1, uh, but I've never seen that one cash in my lifetime, so that would be a first <laughs> if it does this year. What about that game Sunday with Rutgers? Uh, Rutgers has uh, now beat four straight ranked opponents, when Purdue was ranked number one, Ron Harper Jr. hit a 40-footer at the buzzer uh, to knock off Purdue in that game, 70-68. to He's got a finger issue. I think he's going to play Sunday. Uh, but Rutgers is now 10-5 in the Big Ten. The last time these teams played early December, Ken Palm projects Purdue as about a 10- or 11-point favorite in this game. Uh, what do you think happens Sunday in West Lafayette, Tim? I would not lay that, that amount of points, no. Matt, to be honest with you. Um, I do think Purdue is going to win. So this is how I bet these games, if you really want to have action on it. And you may disagree. You guys are professional gamblers. I am not. When I think a team is going to win, and obviously they're going to be probably minus 450 or minus 380, you can't bet Dutch trade up. But if you want to watch the game and you want to have action, I like throwing a game like this in a parlay. That's why you pick out a fixed amount, whether it's $25 or $100 or 
for you big swinging guys, you know, it might be a nickel parlay. <laughs> and you, you bet Purdue to win. They're going to win this game. There's revenge factor there. But, man, I'm not laying all these points. I like to call Rutgers Jim Tan Laundry from Jersey Shore. Like, <laughs> they just, like, figure it out. Like, they have, like, they, they, they had some great games this year. So they've had some interesting situations throughout the year. But if the tournament started today, they would be a tournament team. And let's not forget last year, they gave oh, Houston all they could actually just gave the game away. I had right. Houston yeah. money line in that game and they just like threw up all over themselves. So uh, I would not lay points in that game, but I do think Purdue is going to go out there and win. Yeah, but, I think that's too big of a number to lay myself. I would not lay doubles uh, in that game unless Ron Harper does not play. That would be a, a different story. How about Dave asked me about this uh, game earlier. What's your take on Illinois, Michigan State the first time the Illini uh, beat the Spartans by one, but there was no Kofi Coburn, no Curbelo in that game. Michigan State here by Ken Palm would be a one-point favorite Saturday morning. What do you think, Tim? You know, I saw Michigan State live, Matt, probably three weeks ago against Northwestern, and I was not impressed. I, I left leaving that game in Evanston thinking Northwestern's just as good as Michigan State. Ironically enough, the next time they played in East Lansing, Northwestern won that game. You know, I took my son with me to that game. And I was like, hey, I just want to let you know, buddy, like I was all Big Ten. So when we get to the arena, a lot of people are going to say hello to me. A lot of people might say hello to you, Chicago Joe. So he, we get into the gym and he's like, I could tell he's looking up at the rafters, trying to find my jersey. Like, And I said, no, I said it wasn't that good that they retired my jersey. And then he goes, there, there he is over there. I wore a zero zero when I played. And how did they retire my jersey? The freaking mascot is running around <laughs> dumping popcorn on people in Evanston with the double zero jersey. So my seven-year-old son thinks I have been like immortalized in Northwestern <laughs> glory with the mascot wearing my number. Um, I don't trust Michigan State at all. Um, I, they're like one of those teams that I've already circled that like when they get like a seven or eight seed, like bye-bye first round. So uh, th th when I see a team, I usually have a really good feel for it. Uh, it's a conference game. They're at home. I, I think it's a, a toss-up. I really don't have a strong opinion on that game. Talk with Tim Doyle. Follow him on Twitter as I do at Tim Doyle 00. That's why it's 00. And uh, again, was voted best hair in the Big Ten. Those were actual billboards across the city of Chicago. That is, in fact, fact. Uh, Timmy, let's look ahead very quickly to the NBA. I watched the Joker the other night with the kick out, and then they knocked down the three, and they run off, and they beat Golden State. And then I went and bought a little ticket, 30-1. to 1 for the creamy nougats to go ahead and come out of the Western conference. Am I, am I absolutely crazy in that rationale? Cause another friend of ours also in this industry likes Memphis possibly to be the surprise team. Give me a team not named golden state that you actually think can come out of the West this year. Yeah. I'd have to say the Grizzlies I'm holding tickets with them preseason. Uh, you know, they were plus one Oh five to make the playoffs. Hello, easy money there boys. <laughs> Hammer time. I have them to win the Southwest division. Yes, I'm the only person in America betting Southwest division tickets. Uh, I have them at plus 400, but now the Mavericks are playing great basketball. So now all of a sudden that's become a race out there um, in the division. What I like about the Grizzlies is Dave and I saw this from the jump. Take John Morant over Zion Williamson. Yes. And now all of a sudden, you know why? Because point guard play uh, can change a team. And Mike Conley was the greatest player in Grizzlies history. And right when they had the number two pick, they went, thank you, Mike. See you later, buddy. He's like, bye-bye. Like, they kicked him right out of town because John Morant has come in there, and he's so unselfish that it rubs off on everybody else. And if you dive into the numbers, Matt and Dave, 
of Desmond Bain, who is definitely not a household NBA name, but his first three years in the NBA, his efficiency numbers, his stats are all on par or better than guys like Paul George, Kawhi Leonard. Now you add in Jaron Jackson Jr., who's a force on both ends of the floor. There's just such a great team element there, but they don't have the household names yet besides John Morant. And, oh, you know, I hate mentioning Mike Conley because when I was at Northwestern, Matt and Dave, he was a freshman at Ohio State when I was a senior at Northwestern. And he actually led the Big Ten in assists and steals. Uh Uh-oh. And do you know who was second in the league that year in both those categories? Yours truly. And I'm sitting in my mom's basement. Greg, Mike Conley's made over $200 million last year, guys. I made $86,200. I just don't know where my life, where did it all go wrong, guys? Could have been so different. Tim Doyle, you've got three beautiful kids. Say hello to Suze. Go upstairs, take care of the kids. Tim Doyle, follow him on Twitter, at Tim Doyle, double zero. Still the best hair. I agree, in the Big Ten. We got the hammer out. Always love having Timmy on. When we come back, talk a little bit more golf. It is VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. The Sports Betting Network. Earlier this week, our friends at Winners and Winers provided our listeners a free parlay from their red-hot expert handicapper, Scott Steen. Congratulations to everybody who cashed in. And for those who missed out, not to worry, Scott has prepared another hot parlay for tonight just for our listeners. The best part, it's still free. No strings, no BS. Just another winning parlay on the house. Just text VEASAN to area code 320 350-3500. That's VEASAN to area code 320-350-3500. Dave Ross alongside Matt Humans, Follow the money right here on VEASAN. It was a pleasure to have Tim Doyle join us from Chicago in the last segment. And Northwestern Tim, great. He was, a, he was a heck of a player for the Purple Cats. He was, and he yeah. had the all-time assist. He was the all-time assist leader in the history of Northwestern until a couple of years ago. Brian McIntosh. Broke that record. And we had a lot of fun telling Timmy about that all the time. Well, at least Tim had the record. He did have it. Yeah. But it's gone, Tim. He does have some picks that we're going to give out for you right now, courtesy of Tim Doyle. And this is for the NBA. We got the three-point shootout and the skills competition, all those things, and the All-Star Weekend coming up. Uh, And he likes Fred Van Fleet to win the three-point shootout. How about this for the skills competition? He's going to go with the Cleveland Cavaliers. And his handicap on it, they're actually going to try. Very interesting handicap. Mm-hmm. And then he likes Cole Anthony in the dunk contest. So there you go. Okay. Fred Van Fleet, three-point shootout. Cavs in the skills competition. And Cole Anthony to win the slam dunk competition, courtesy of the one and only Tim Doyle. I don't see numbers up on those NBA Not yet. contests yet for the weekend. But uh, Cole Anthony for the dunk contest. Yep. And then uh, what's the three-point pick? Fred Van Fleet? Fred Van Fleet also. You know who's um, going to be tough to beat in that three-point contest is Trey Young. Again, right, exactly. I mean, you, you get guys, I think he's trying to go a little bit off the beaten path, but you're right, Trey right. Young. Uh, I, we'll find out where the value might lie when those numbers do come out, but that's who Timmy does like first blush here to actually win those contests. Uh, you know, we've been talking a little bit about the Genesis, and again, I love it. It's my first real for me diving into the West Coast Wing. It's the last tournament on a West Coast swing uh, at the Genesis uh, Invitational here. And after the first round, we saw Neiman, who I think you had a little bit of a piece of, absolutely go nuts and shoot eight under par here to have a three-shot lead 
as we go into round two. Now, again, when you want, try to handicap these things, and I think they, it can be interesting to do, it's almost, it's in game now, right? Before they tee off for the second round. And Neiman now plus 440, if you think you can go to wire to wire to win this thing, I don't know if I like that number there. We're about, what, an hour and a half out from the first tee time today? Correct. So yeah. we get the sunlight starting to come up here in the West Coast. See Scotty Sheffer, what he did. Spieth, well, he got out early. And, you know, Jordy is always interesting to me because I kid some of our friends in the industry about Jordan Spieth. And I compare him and say, you know, he's basically, you look at three-time champions on tour, Patrick Harrington comes to mind and never won anything. Spieth looks like he, the short game is unquestioned, right? I think the long game is still questioned. Here, it's a ball striker's paradise. You don't have to be that long. you got to be straight. You like his chances here. And I know it was somebody we didn't talk about pre-flop, but a really good day one. Still some value left there for Jordan Spieth. Well, there's like all him. sorts of value on this board right now. So at Circus Sports, Jeff Davis has got the adjusted odds up. Jeff Sherman put the, put the numbers up at mm-hmm. uh, the Westgate Superbook as well. Joaquin Neiman's plus 440 right now at Circa, 5-1 to one at Bet Rivers, 5-1 to one at the Superbook. Don't take that. <laughs> <laughs> way too far to go. Uh, way too many players who can win this. And uh, the thing is, the first-round leader is going to have a t- really tough time going wire to wire. And a lot of times when a guy goes so low in one round, he backs up quite a bit. Yep. <clears throat> Regression sets in in round number two. Now, Neiman... Had a chance to go lower. Had, had a couple putts he barely missed yesterday. He could have shot a better round, but he was eight under 63. I think if you're going to bet, and I've got uh, a bet on Neiman at 55 to 1 odds. I've talked about him a lot over the past year as a young player who's going to win. And when he does, he's going to hit at a big number. And <clears throat> I didn't give him out as one of my primary picks this week, but I've, I've been betting him in pretty much every tournament he's entered. Uh, since late last season or middle of last season. So I'm still chasing li- a little bit here, but a 55 to 1 ticket would be nice if he can cash it. Uh, believe me, I'm not counting my money at no. this point because he's got some of the best players in the world <laughs> on his tail. He got the top 10 players in the world in this field in LA this week. It's a classic golf course. They all want to play in LA. It's a, it's a big time prestigious tournament. I think uh, it was Jordan Spieth, your guy, who said yesterday that. Uh, Riviera Country Club, he thinks, is a top three golf course in the world. Whoa. Uh, that's why these guys love to play here, and you have the top ten players. I'll tell you one guy who I think has got some value at this point, and John Rahm was in single digits before the tournament. He shot a 69 yesterday. Mm-hmm. Nothing spectacular. Obviously, two under. He, he's uh, pretty far back if you look at the first-round scores. That doesn't mean a whole lot. you still got three rounds to go. Look at the putting stats from yesterday, and I talked. Uh, I mentioned this with Jeff Davis from Circus Sports when he joined us in the first hour. John Rahm did not make a putt outside five feet yesterday. Uh, he lost strokes putting. If his putter gets hot, this guy's going to go really low. Rahm could shoot a 63, 64 type of score at any point, and it could be today. So at 14 to 1, at a guy who was single digits before the tournament, mm. uh, it might be worth a look because I think Rahm's going to have a, a pretty good day. Today, also, uh, I like where I stand with uh, Colin Morikawa. So do I. I got him a twenty-one pre-tournament. You do too, mm-hmm. right? Uh, he, he shot kind of what you want in the first round. Four under, four under, right there, a little bit off the pace. Uh, I don't feel great about Will Zalatoris because he, he he's uh, still not good enough with the putter. Boy, he's he's hitting greens like a madman. Certainly, he great ball. He, he got hot Man. late yesterday with a couple of birdies coming in. It could have been a really low round, but he just couldn't make any putts in the last four holes there. 
at 200. We both have Willie Z. I did grab a little bit of Colin. Uh, not pictured there. Tony Finau, uh, one of my longer shots there. Aaron Wise had it to 300. Couldn't really keep it there, so that was a long shot for a reason. I like your Maverick McNeely play, and I want to get your thoughts on him now. Three under, kind of below the radar, right? You got him at really good number there. Mm-hmm. If he's got some stake, look, we don't think the – I don't know what the winner's going to be, maybe 14 under, 13 under somewhere. You got to sure. kind of handicap it that way. So if he gets you another three under today and gets to six, he's going to be in the mix for the weekend. That's all you're asking for at 105 to 1. Exactly. I'd be fine if uh, Maverick McNeely shot three under again today. And yeah. Six under heading to the weekend, just like you said. I think the winner is probably going to be around 14 under. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that would be my guess right now. Uh, so Maverick McNeely at three under at around 100 to 1. I, I really like that position going into the weekend. So I got Morikawa, McNeely, and of course the leader, uh, Neiman. And. Uh, what I've said many times, you can't win a golf tournament in the first round, but you can lose it. And I'm just happy that none of the guys I bet took themselves completely out of it in round one. Because sometimes that's, you know, if you bet five or six guys on the futures board, there's a pretty good chance that two of them are going to take themselves out of the tournament in the first day. Yeah, no question about it. What you hope to get is like, you know, three or four guys through to the weekend. And then when you get to Sunday, Hopefully you got two guys near the top of the leaderboard who give you a shot, and I th- I feel pretty good about this one. And we have Jeff Seeley's picks up there that we had on the show yesterday. And he's as well. got a guy who pretty much took himself out of the tournament in the first day. He does, and that's Dustin Johnson. I watched a lot of his round yesterday. I had a head-to-head matchup with Dustin, and I lost that with Patrick Cantlay. And if you told me that Patrick Cantlay, I think you finished at one, one under, under yeah. I'd go, well, I'll take my chance. Dustin Johnson is a horse for this course. He absolutely loves Riviera, and he couldn't make a. Th- thing yesterday and got in all sorts of trouble on the really short par four. We went bunker to bunker, made a bad double bogey there, took himself right out of the tournament, to your point, at least for winning. Can't imagine he comes back at two over par. I love your handicap, though, John I think John DJ's got to go out today and shoot like a 66 to give himself a chance to get back into it, don't which you? He, huh? Which he can, yes. Yeah. Obviously, he can. But his form right now d- doesn't suggest that's going to happen. I love your handicap on John Rom Because, again, if you, he was the pre, pre-tournament favorite. So now we're trying to get you there home and you got to think about a score to get you home. And I think 13-14, even though Neiman right now 800 par, it looks like, well, you extrapolate that. He's not going to do that for four days. So I think you have to figure out what, what we think a winning number can be. And I think you're right on. I think 13-14 feels right. So the way Rom finished with a couple birdies coming in to get to 200, it's going to feel good about that. Kind of an indifferent round for most of the day. Easily could see John Rom going out there and shooting that number that we're talking about with Dustin Johnson. And if he does that right now, even it's 11 to 1, 14 to 1, shop around for that best number for Rom. That's the type of guy where you can find better value, ironically, today than you could have gotten pre flop in that tournament with a realistic shot to figure out his way to get back in the tournament. Mm-hmm. The guy I'm really impressed with yesterday, I was really impressed with Scheffler coming off the win and then having a five under to go right back there towards the top of the leaderboard. I bet he, I bet he regrets. I think so I bet too. you see regression in him today. The guy that I was really surprised with was Max Homa because I watched a lot of his round and he had nothing going. And they chipped in on 10 for Eagle and they just kickstarted it. And the kid's an LA kid. He's home. He won it last year as the defending champ. Nobody ever goes back to back, wink, wink, on this in the PGA Tour. And he's right there as well. Yeah, still, tied for second. I, I still would not bet him. But like, I, I was still surprised that here we are and he's still right there in the discussion. Because I did not oh, of course. think that would be the case. But that eagle was huge. And huge. again, that's uh, was kind of a lucky shot. Let's call it what it is. Yeah. But, uh, you know, that, that got Max Homa back in the tournament with uh, 
three strokes off the pace. He's at 18 to one odds. I would not recommend playing that. I think if you're looking for matchups today, Scheffler might be the guy to fade today, and I think John Rahm's going to be the guy to bet on. So uh, one bet on, one bet against guy, and then uh, we'll see how that plays out. When we come back, we're going to talk USFL. Yeah, the USL. The USFL football is back in the spring. Come on back. Follow the money on Visa. These sports betting know. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. The Sports Betting Network. No more football with no problem. Bet Rivers Sportsbook serves up tennis, soccer, hockey, college, and pro basketball, and much, much more. Don't miss out on Bet Rivers. Many daily specials, or try your hand at live player props or same game parlays. No matter what you bet on, you can count on your withdrawal approval happening very fast with more than 80% of withdrawals opened and approved instantly at Bet Rivers. Get started with life after football with the Bet Rivers app. Dave Ross alongside Matt Humans right here. Follow the money on Visa. And speaking of football, wait a second. There is football. There is football. There's going to be football to bet on uh, this spring, and that's great. The USFL, like it or not, here it comes back again. Point. And uh, a lot of familiar team names. Yeah. Not a lot of familiar players, Dave. You want to uh, give the breakdown here on what we're looking at for the 2020 version of the United States Football League? Love it. The full title. Let's give it to you. Again, it's going to be the regular season will be from April 16th. To June, there are eight teams. Games played in Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, we we know this. The USFL draft is slated for the 22nd of February. Teams will select players from a pool in a snake style draft. Each team will have a 10 game schedule. That's going to be on TV. So Fox, FS1, NBC, USA Network, they're going to have it. Daryl Moose Johnson, we had him last week on. We're going to have him on hopefully again next week. He is the executive vice president of football ops. We'll get his pick his brain about this new league. Mike Pereira, who we had. In studio last week, also for the Super Bowl, he will be the head of officiating for the USFL. And you mentioned the names, Matt. How about some familiar names? If you're old like me, you remember the Michigan Panthers and the New Jersey Generals, the Philadelphia Stars, uh, the Pittsburgh Maulers, love that. Mike Rogier was on that team. Birmingham Stallions, Houston Gamblers, New York, New Orleans Breakers are back. Yeah, remember them? Marcus Dupree was on that team. Tampa Bay Bandits, once coached by Steve Spurrier, now Todd Haley will be the head coach there. At Tampa Bay, and again, some no names you'll know as coaches. Skip Holtz will be in Birmingham. Kevin Sumlin will be in Houston. Larry Fedora, formerly UNC, he'll be with the New Orleans Breakers. Uh, Mike Riley, remember him from Morgan State, he will be at the Generals in New Jersey. Jeff Fisher is back, 8-8, eight and eight. Michigan Panthers. Let's hear a little bit very quickly from Kevin Sumlin mm-hmm. 
and what he thinks this league will be all about. My team is going to be physical, disciplined, and it's going to be fast. You look up the makeup of the coaches, there's a whole lot, a lot more offensive coaches than there are defensive coaches. I would expect to see, see some points, a lot of points out of this league. We've got a, a great group of coaches. We're going to have exciting football. There's no greater feeling than that. Bet the over is what Kevin someone's telling. A lot of points as you see those coaches with the teams. And again, we don't have numbers yet out on it. But I, I just as an overview, Matt, look, it's America. It's football. People are going to bet it. It's just we know this is what it's going to be. As a handicapper, as what we try to do here at VEASAN, how in the world, as an overview, would you attack a new league once numbers and the draft comes out, we actually see players associated with the team. Is there a strategy, kind of like a Kevin Spacey, usual suspect, look at that big giant board and try to figure something out from that maze? We'll get a better idea after the draft, uh, but I can tell you right now, I would look under the total probably. That would be my first thought when you're talking about these games. Because despite what Kevin Sumlin says, and someone was a coach at Houston, mm-hmm. Texas A&M, and uh, Arizona, he had his most success with uh, Johnny Manziel at yes. Texas A&M by far. <clears throat> you're not going to find any names at quarterback in this USFL that are familiar. And that's going to be a problem because I'm looking at the draft pool uh, and the biggest name quarterback, if you can call him that, is A.J. Bush from Illinois. Do you remember A.J. Bush and all the records he set in Champaign? No, I I do not. Because he didn't. Uh, It looks to me like the quarterback play is going to be a problem in this league. And uh, I'm even looking at the running backs. I don't recognize many of these names. So unless there are some guys who are going to play in this league that we don't know about, after going through this list, I'd be really surprised if uh, we don't see low-scoring games where the offenses are challenged. Uh, you've got to have <clears throat> dynamic quarterbacks if you're going to have an exciting lead that people are going to watch it. It's not just enough to put football on TV and people are going to watch it. It's great to have uh, some nice TV partners, Fox, mm-hmm. NBC, whatever, jumping in on this USFL. Uh, I want to believe that guys like uh, Moose Johnson and Mike Pereira are going to run a quality football league. But the problem is you got to have quarterbacks. And I don't really see it right now in the USFL. Uh, who cares about Jeff Fisher as coach of the Michigan Panthers? Well, I, I've seen enough of Jeff Fisher as a coach. Uh, Mike Riley uh, of the New Jersey Generals. Uh-huh. Kevin Sumlin was a burnout in a job at Arizona. Larry Fedora uh, fired at the college level. So Houston Gamblers, New Orleans Breakers, Todd Haley, Skip Holtz. I would like to get excited about this league and say, hey, we got football to bet this spring. It's going to be good. You've got to have some quarterbacks and some names who attract uh, the casual betters or it's not going to happen. And and the betting aspect, Dave, is going to be important to this because if people are not betting on it, they're probably not going to be watching it. The TV ratings are going to stink and the league's going to die. So you got to find a way to get some big-name quarterbacks. And even when we talked about the XFL a couple years ago, you had guys like P.J. Walker. Yeah. He was a good quarterback in the mm-hmm. league that you remember from Temple, who's now in the NFL with a backup Carolina. with the Carolina Panthers. Mm-hmm. Uh, even guys like that make the league watchable. I wonder because of what you just said, because of the player pool, and there's nobody there. I mean, when, we, when you're talking about A.J. Bush, I, I, was in, I was in Chicago for eight years. <laughs> so, like, like, that's the problem. So I wonder when you start to handicap it, if people will handicap it this way. Oh, the Breakers are playing the Panthers, 
So that means we got Jeff Fisher against Larry Fedora. So I'll bet the coaches. Like, like which coach do you yeah, think is really going to try, right? Like, which coach do we think? Like, Jeff Fisher feels like, on. I'm going to be three yards in a cloud of Are you dust. serious? Well, I mean, I wonder if that's the way people are going to handicap it. Because they're not going to know the players, Matt. They're not going to be able to handicap from a player perspective. They're not going to bet it. That's what. That's the problem. Gonna, 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 well, initially, there's huh? going to be there's going to be people that I don't know how you're going to find an edge, but that's what I think people will end up doing is they'll try to go. Let me go with which coach I think is actually going to try to win these games. That's the way I think they're going to try to handicap it because you don't know the players. You just flat out don't know the I'll players. I'll book all your action if you're going to bet the oh, I'm games not. that way. I'm huh? saying I'm saying the general public. Okay, that's the way that they're going to try to break it down. <laughs> so they're going to go. Oh, Skip Holtz is younger. He's going to try. Uh-huh. He's going to get it. Rah, 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 rah. Let's go, boys. Run down. Break down the wall. Skip Holtz might be the best coach in the league. Put, put the list up there. About. Put the list up there one more time. Michigan, Jeff Fisher, See, New Jersey, Mike Riley, Philadelphia, Bart Anders, Pittsburgh, Kirby Wilson. That's what you're handicapping. Birmingham, <laughs> Skip Holtz, Houston, Kevin Sumlin, New Orleans, Larry Fedora, Tampa Bay, Todd Haley. I think you just nailed it. You That's what you're going to handicap. You have a lot of bet against coaches on that list. There you go. That's how you handicap Maybe it. Skip Holtz is a bet on coach. I don't know. But also, all these games are going to be played, like you said, in Birmingham. Mm-hmm. You have no home field advantage. No. Unless you're talking about the Stallions. And we know Stallion fans are going to show up in the tens. Do you remember to support their team? Do you, can you tell me who the quarterback was for the Birmingham Stallions in the eighties? If you can tell me this, I'll be very impressed. Mm, I don't know. I, and I Reggie actually, Collier. Okay, I remember. I the, watched that league. I liked the USFL back, and of course they had some big name players. Jim Kelly, Houston Gamblers, big name guys back, in, and that's going to be the problem with this league. You don't have any big name players. I'm looking at the draft pool. I know college football as well as anybody. I recognize about six or seven names on the draft pool. And there's, now, maybe the draft pool is going to be deeper. This is about 100 names, but come on, Well, man. I mean, think of the old <laughs> USFL in the 80s. They had Hall of Famers, Reggie White with, with, with Memphis, if you remember that. And you're not going to get superstars. You're not trying no. to compete with the NFL. This could be a developmental league. That's what it feels like. And things like that. And I, I, I'm not going to write it off. I still give this league a chance because, uh, obviously, Moose Johnson – Mike yeah. Pereira, guys like that are not going to give them, get involved if they think it's hopeless. These coaches might get involved because they just want to coach and they need a paycheck and uh, players just want to play. Hopefully it's a quality league that can develop players and that we can talk about it from a betting perspective this spring and this summer and actually get somewhat enthused about it. Right now I'm a little bit skeptical, but next week we're, we're going to get to see the draft. We're going to talk to Moose Johnson hopefully on this show next week and uh, – Get a little bit more familiar with what's going to happen. But there you see again, Fox, FS1, NBC, and USA. So you got a TV got, contract. Yeah, that's you you got to start. You that got a chance. Big. It's visible. You're going to be able to see it. You got to find some quarterbacks. Correct. Here's what I will say that I, I think is very smart by Daryl Moose Johnston uh, so far. And that is, if you look at the, the date, April 16th, what has just happened at that point? March Madness is over, and Augusta National has just ended. And all of a sudden, people, you get the big exhale. What do I have now? I got football. April 16th. Who's playing? Oh, yeah, I remember Jeff Fisher. Didn't that guy coach in the Super Bowl? All right, I'll check him out. I think initially, because of the TV contracts, because they're smart with when they are going to actually start their league, they'll get eyeballs first week. Question is, will you get them week two? That's going to be the big hook. Can you get them to come back for week number two? You know what? Probably not. You know what? Uh, the games better be entertaining in week one. Right, that's not, it. You might not get a second chance. If, if you roll a bunch of games out there that, that are 
13 to 10, 17, 13, uh, low scoring games, ugly games, and you don't have dynamic quarterbacks, people might not come back to watch week two. I hope, I hope it's a good league. I'm pulling for it. Always want to see successful uh, football. You know, the CFL has been a good league to bet. Great league to talk about on this network in the summer. Yeah. Canadian football league. We're going to have the XFL back again, I think. Oh, my God. You want to have a USFL viewing party, me and you? <clears throat> uh, let's talk about that later, yeah. Come on back. It's VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.